Mom, we often feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and inadequate when raising kids. But who you are matters. Mom Matters walks alongside you to inspire you with the hope of the gospel and a vision of motherhood so you can intentionally and skillfully foster your family, maximize your impact, and leave a legacy. Motherhood is messy. Impact is possible. And Mom, you matter. So welcome to the tribe. Hey, welcome to Mom Matters Season 2. My name is Elizabeth Green, and I am so excited to start off this second season. In this season, we are going to be discussing our identity as women. And I think that those of us as women, we really want to know who we are as a woman, and we want to see what Scripture has to say about our identity. I think we can often look at what the culture says, and we can get really derailed. And so I'm really looking forward to this season of looking at our identity. And I think it's going to give us a lot of confidence as women and as moms. But today we're going to kick off with a fun topic for our new season. It's just really meant to inspire you as a mom, to give you a vision for the immense value that you have in your role as mom. And so today we're going to look at quotes that famous people have said about their moms. And with me is my good friend, Diana Douglas. And we're just going to talk about some quotes that we have. And before we dive into this, I want to share with you who Diana is. She lives in outside of Baltimore, Maryland, in Westminster, Maryland. And she is the founder of an organization called The Well. And what I love about The Well is it just enables women to know God and to live out the gospel. And she is just phenomenal at connecting women with one another and with God's word. She really is a sought after Bible teacher and just has a heart for women. Of course, for our purposes also, she's a mom of five kids ranging in age, age from kindergarten to high school. And so if you are a mom in any stage of motherhood with kids at home, your kids probably cross in Diana's age range. And so Diana, I am so glad that you are here today with us. Welcome and thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's so, so fun to be here. Good, good. Well, let's let's dive right in. And, and Diana, I guess I want to start by asking you, as you look at our list of quotes, which quotes jumped out to you and connected with you as a mom? Okay, so I have to say it was Taylor Swift. And for two reasons. One is Taylor Swift is playing readily in our home. I have a tween and a teen. And so I... I know the Taylor Swift essentials that play on iTunes. I mean, I feel like she's singing in our home a lot, but also because of this quote that you sent that she had said about her mother. Um, and so that one just really resonated with me. That yeah. one was, I just felt it. I felt it in my bones because I have a teenager who um, like just, it just felt so familiar what yes. she was feeling when she wrote the song. Yeah, you know, I have, as you know, I have two college-age daughters, but Taylor Swift has also been played in our home. And I'll just go ahead and share this quote for our listeners. So Taylor wrote this song, and the song is called Best Day. And really, the song was written when she was 13, and her kids were mean to her. And of course, if you have kids in middle school, you know that mean girl. I mean, it, it, and it actually starts earlier than middle school. I mean, I remember when my kids were little, a mom saying, my kids are in fourth grade and the mean girls, it's terrible. But mm -hmm. 
For this song, Taylor says she's 13. She didn't realize her kids could be so mean. And then what did her mom do? She said in the song, her mom grabbed the car keys and they went for a drive until they found a, a town far away. And they window shopped and they talked. And she said, um, you know, I had the best day with you today, mom. Mm-hmm. And you can you can probably go listen to this, this song um, after our podcast here. But I loved that too, because this mom was available for her daughter on a really tough day. And our kids, sometimes they do come home from school with, with huge burdens on their heart and she knew what to do and she was available and was able to just help her daughter, um, really find perspective too, that there's life beyond junior high school. Right. It's so true. And you know, my daughter came, um, well, she's home because of virtual school, but she just had this burden on her and it was, it was school and it was this class that she's taking. And, um, you know, part of her personality, like she's very smart and this class is hard and she bombed a quiz and it was just heavy. And she was so discouraged and like the tears are welling up in her eyes. She's like, I made these stupid mistakes, you know, and she's, you know, I am actually out the door heading to go pick up my son from soccer. And I'm like, get in the car and just come for a ride. And I didn't have to say a whole lot, but just listen and to listen to her frustration about, I can't believe I did this, you know, and just let her vent and then just say, Hey, I know that, you know, these things, I know that, you know, it, I, I, what I see is you trying, what I see is you studying, what I see is you asking your teachers questions and making the effort. And that's, that's what matters to me, you know, for you and just giving her the space for that. And it was a 10 minute drive to soccer, a five minute wait for my son, a 10 minute drive back. And she walked out of the car, a different person. And now I don't think I said a whole lot. I didn't give her a whole lot of wisdom. Um, It was just, I listened and I was there and it wasn't like, it just was a simple get in the car with me. And like you said, being available. So I love that. I love that. Um, we just find those minutes, we find those minutes of, um, and especially for me having so many kids, um, having five of them. And so sometimes it's come with me in the car, um, while I'm picking up from soccer, sometimes it's, I've got to go to the grocery store, get in here, let's catch up. And it's finding those spaces where you're entering their world, you're listening, um, like you said, connecting, connecting. But I mean, too, with this whole story of Taylor, it's just, it's so, it's so real. The mean girl thing is real, right? And she had shared about the lunch table and everybody getting up. And while that, like my, my daughters haven't experienced that, the lunchroom scene is like, they've, you know, they've both shared. It's the place of highest anxiety. They have highest anxiety. Am I going to sit down and be accepted? Will they walk away? Is what I'm, is what I say going to matter to them? And so I think it's so important to, to know, like, this is what's going on, you know, in elementary school and fourth and fifth grade in middle school, especially, and also in high school. So when we can provide these spaces and this time where it's like, Hey, in this space, in this house, in this car, wherever we are, you are fully accepted. You are accepted here, fully loved, fully seen. And our kids just need to know that. 
Yes. I, I love that you said that because that's what I was thinking about. That's exactly what you did for your daughter when she was in that space is that, that it's okay. You are fully accepted for who you are. Right. And, and that's so important because they don't feel that the world can be a very mean and ugly place where we aren't accepted for who we are, where they do have to show up and perform. And even their Instagram mm -hmm. feed to some degree, they're performing and, right. and they're not, you know, they may not feel accepted. But to know that in at home by my mom, I am accepted is, is a huge, a huge thing for, for our kids and a gift yeah. that we can give them as mom, mm -hmm. mom's a huge gift. And, and I don't think we have to un, can underestimate that importance. Right. Right. So true. Enough. enough. Well, I, I want to move on to this next quote, which I loved. It was by, from, by Liza Minnelli. So, of course, I think of Liza Minnelli as Judy Garland's daughter, yep. you know, yep. um, from Wizard of Oz. But so Liza Minnelli said of her mother, she, um, and she, quote, she raised us with humor and she raised us to understand that everything was going to that that not everything was going to be great, but how to laugh through it. Mm -hmm. And that ends her quote. And I love that because I think that is a gift in and of itself. Like life is not going to be perfect. Not everything is going to go the way that you want it to go, but have a sense of humor, laugh through it and yes. it's going to be okay. Yes, it is. And it's, you know, the saying laughter is the best medicine. And sometimes it really is, you know? Um, and, you know, I think especially in the younger years when we're raising babies and toddlers. And it's like, just feels like the wheels are falling off all the time. And where I just think of the saying, um, you have to laugh to keep from crying. And sometimes that's so true. And so it's like finding humor in those moments of, um, oh, I just got ready. And now there's spit up all over me and I have to go change, you know, okay. You know, and all those, all those moments that feel but like infuriating or frustrating or like, I just can't get it together or whatever it is that just laugh, just being able to laugh and being able to find humor in some things. And it's really taught me um, just not to take myself so seriously and just, you know, just to have fun with life and to have fun with my kids and laughter is, it's an expression of joy. It's an expression of joy. And so being able to laugh when things are great and to also be able to express it when things aren't and to be able to find, to find some humor in all of it. You know, um, I just know like sometimes too, when tension has been just high, somebody in our, in our family has been able to cut a quick joke and it just cuts that tension, you know, with a knife and we're all just laughing and it just, it just puts us back together, puts things in perspective and we can just move forward. Yeah, I agree with that. My husband's really good at that. He's the one with the, the good sense of humor. So is mine. Oh my gosh. This is why the Lord pairs us with these men. Yes. It's like I'm super serious and they're like, Dude, you know, can just say something great and everybody's laughing. Yes. Cause I'm on the more serious side too. So I am grateful for that. You know, it reminds me of a story when my kids were little, um, you know, life doesn't always go your way. And they were, they were really quite small and they were waiting for breakfast. And I think I served the pancakes to the younger daughter and my older daughter looked at me and she said, why am I not being served? 
And I looked at her like with this look of, you got to be kidding me on my face. But then I burst out laughing because the whole thing was just so serious, so hilarious to me. Yeah. Everyone started laughing. It just diffused the moment. Yes. And now it's one of our, our favorite family jokes. You know, if mm-hmm. someone gets something first, why am I not being served? That is so funny. And, you know, it's just, um, you know, I just thought humor really can go a long way. Sometimes my serious mm-hmm. self would want to correct and train her and tell yeah. her, you know, be patient. But but mm-hmm. no, sometimes laughter, as you said, really is the best medicine to yes. diffuse a situation, um, you know, in, in our families. Yes. Well, we've got Angelina Jolie, and she, I love what she said about her mother. She said, here's the quote that she has about her mother. She said, my mom was an extraordinary mother. She was so selfless. She was one of those very kind people that loved to do everything for others. She made me feel like I had a voice and that no matter what would happen, I knew she loved me. I love this. I feel like that, what a gift to give your daughter or your son, mm-hmm. your children, mm-hmm. the gift to know that they love you. And when I when I looked at that quote, that really resonated with me because it, it made me think immediately of my mom. My mom really had my back and I knew she had my mm-hmm. back as I was growing up. And I remember two sick circumstances. One, um, I was very sick in sixth grade and the teachers weren't going to give the homework. And my mom went and she was my advocate for me. And she's like, listen, I need to get the the work. I need to get the tests. I'll proxy him at home. Like, I mean, she was my advocate. And that that made so much difference for me that she would advocate for me with, with the school mm-hmm. as I was trying to get back on my feet from this sickness. But the second time I was in high school and a whole bunch of my friends, we were all going to go to a concert. I was on the tennis team, so I was my my team was late getting back, and my friends said they were gonna just go without me. I was too late, and of course that was back in the day when people called the house phone, and my mom had answered it, and she ended up having a conversation with my friend and saying, "Listen, friendship is about sacrifice, and Elizabeth can make it. She's gonna be late, and you guys are friends, and I think this is a really important thing for you all to to wait and go together." And thankfully, my friends did, and we ended up having a great time. But again, those were pivotal moments for Mm -hmm. me that I knew she had my back. And I've thought about that a lot, you know, as a mom, how, you know, how am I doing that for my kids? How am I having their back? Right. Yeah, that's so good. And it's so important. It's so important for just our children to know that, that we do, that we have their back and that we're for them. Um, part of that quote that really stuck out to me was the part where she said um, that she had a voice, that her mom heard her voice. And I think, especially now, it's so important that their voice is heard. And when they're in the younger years, I think we are doing more of the talking because there's so much instruction. There's so much, you know, we are listening, but there's more talking on our end as we're training them up. And then it turns. And then they become these tweens. And especially when they're teenagers where we have to listen, we have to listen and we have to bite our tongue some of the time and we have to give them their voice and let them know that their opinion matters. We might not have the same opinion, but that they have a voice and that it's heard. Um, And it's something that honestly I've had to train myself in because I'm a talker and I love to talk. And I like to be right, um, but I've had to train myself to give 
um, my daughter and my son, uh, their voice and to hear it. And, and here's the thing too, is there is a warning there that if they, if their voice is not heard in our home, they're going to find a place where it's heard. And there is no safer place for their voice to be heard than, than in our home where there can be dialogue and there can be like, I hear what you're saying. Okay. That's what you think. Um, here are my thoughts on it. And to just have these mature conversations, um, better in our home. I mean, so bet so much better in our home where there are some safeguards up than wherever they would take their voice to. And it's also training them to use their voice and training them to use it for good. I mean, now look at what we're talking about as teenagers are now on social media and all the things. And it's like, well, that's their voice. And how are they using their voice there? And so it's training them um, in humility and in mercy and in forgiveness and in all these things of the Lord and in um, what is right and um, and just raising them to be, I mean, they're they're going into adulthood. And so how to how to rightly use their voice for what matters and, and even what matters to them might might be different than what matters to me, but giving them giving them some freedom. Yeah, I think that's really important. You know, as you said that, it made me think of how when my kids were in high school, we were navigating the whole use of the cell phone, internet access, mm-hmm. what are the hours, you know, when when do we turn it off, when do we turn it in, and my kids really wanted a voice in that, and we, we had some negotiation back and mm-hmm. forth, and my husband and I sat down and we said, you know, here's what we want, here's what we think is appropriate, and they said, well, you know, here's what we think. And we, we met in the middle with them. I mean, there are, of course, times when we say, no, this is a hard and, you know, firm, you know, rule for us or a right. place where we're going to. But there were other times where we said, okay, we can meet you in the middle. We can do that. And I, again, I think you're right. Having them feel like I have a voice, I've been heard, mm-hmm. and that's very important to them. Yes. Very important to them. Well, Diana, what would you say about your mom? You know, if, if, if you could look back and think about the impact that your mom had on you, what, what would be your, you know, quote, so to speak? What would you say about her? So my mom, I mean, I could say all these things that um, these women who we've just quoted have said. Um, she was kind, loving all the things, but I would say what has marked me most, um, and that probably I didn't realize until I became a mom actually was the importance of family and how she placed such an importance on our family. Um, it was a priority, our family as a unit, not just one person, but our family as a unit was such a priority. And now she was a working mom. She worked part-time, but it was just obvious from the way that she um, had her schedule and the way that the rhythm of our days and the rhythm of our weeks and months, our family was a priority. And now this goes from everything from eating dinner together at the table, eating, eating family meals. We did that. Like that, that's what we did most nights of the week. Um, And it was just these non-negotiables, like we cheered for each other and we celebrated each other. So when I say we cheered for each other, it's like as a family, we were at each other's sporting events. There was very rarely a divide and conquer. Like we were together at soccer games, at football games, at baseball games. That's what we did together. And we celebrated one another. Birthdays were a big deal. Milestones were a big deal. Accomplishments. And it's like, 
we were in that together and it's, and we worshiped together. You know, we went to church every Sunday and it wasn't because that's, that's, this is what we have to do. It wasn't a legalism thing. It was, this is part of our family. Like this is, this is a rhythm. This is what we do. And so we knew like, yeah, I can spend the night on Saturday, but I know my mom's going to pick me up on Sunday morning and I'm going to be going to church. So, um, I didn't, I, like I said, I didn't realize those things as I was growing up, but as I became a mom and I'm thinking of, okay, what, what do I want for my family? It, it was that it was, I just want us, I want this to be a priority. I want us to be connected in this way. Um, this is, this is important. When you're, we're talking about your mom and just the way she raised your family with meal times and cheering for each other. The word that came to mind was community, how she yeah. really created a sense of community. Mm-hmm. And the reason I love that so much is I've worked so hard. I feel like, especially as my kids got older and, you know, as your teens, they're, they're in and out more and they've got jobs and they're working. Yeah. And uh, they're so often where, you know, now with everyone's got, you know, their own iPad or their own device, we can yeah. really literally be in four different parts of the house watching four different yes. movies or Netflix shows or, or, mm-hmm. or doing games. And so I've worked so hard to say, we are a community. We are going to, you know, eat meals together and let's have a movie night where we all watch all together mm-hmm. yes because like I said you know a family can be you know four people seven people all under mm-hmm. one roof but individuals doing their own thing yes rather yes. than collectively coming together to share um you know their to share a meal to share mm-hmm. their thoughts and we can encourage one another as well yeah. so yes. There's so much to be said about that and what a gift that she gave your family. And then look, she gave that gift to you and now you are passing it along and that's a value that you are instilling in your family as a mom with five kids. So that's, that's really a, a good thing. And I think more and more we have to fight for that community. We really, we really do because there's so many distractions. Yes. So many distractions. So it definitely is fighting for, like you said, that community. Yeah. Well, I want to close our time together with a quote from Charles Spurgeon. Charles Spurgeon is a man who was a preacher in England in the 1800s. And he said, never could it be possible for any person to estimate what he or she owes to a godly mother. Mm-hmm. And I love that. That's very encouraging to me as a mom, yeah. because it does not mean I'm a perfect mother. It does not mean I don't need to say I'm sorry. But mm-hmm. for a mom who says, I love, I love Christ. I'm, I'm seeking to, to mm-hmm. know him and love him and, and to serve others. That is a gift that we can give our children. And, and he said, not only that, he said that he owes so much to her because she prayed for him mm-hmm. and she prayed with him. Mm-hmm. And I think of the times when my mom growing up prayed with me at bedtime mm-hmm. and how grateful I am for those those times of prayer. And they can end early. Um, they, you know, they can end early. Even as my kids got into high school, I wasn't putting them to bed anymore. But I would try to walk into their room yeah. and just say, hey, can I say a quick prayer with you before, you know, I leave and go to bed or, yeah. or whatever it is. And, and that prayer for our kids is so important. And here's what he says at the end. He says, how can I ever forget when she bowed her knee and with her arms about my neck prayed, Oh, that my son might live before you, Lord. Mm -hmm. 
And I think for me as a mom, that is my, my greatest desire for my kids is that they would know and love and follow Christ. And I, I tell them even now that they're in college, I said, I will have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. Yeah. That is my deepest desire for mm-hmm. them. And so I, I love that we can model, we can't make choices for them and they're not going to live perfect lives either, but we can model for our children what it means to, to love God and to walk in his ways. And we can certainly pray for them as well. You know, Elizabeth, I have to say this. I was reading this quote to my husband and, um, he was just like, oh, you, you need to stop reading this. Um, I, this is going to make me get emotional because of his mother and the godly impact that she had on him. And now, um, she passed away several years ago when we were in college. Um, but I have her Bible and it is like a treasure of treasures. And she was a godly woman. And I am the recipient of, of her godly influence on her son. And so that is just an encouragement, right? That that we have that, um, that influence, that godly influence. And, and I've seen it in him and just for him to hear, um, this quote and that to strike a chord in him of like, my mom did that. And that's who she was. Like, it's just so it's so simple and it's so hard at times, but it's so powerful. It's so, so powerful. It is powerful. And I think the power sometimes comes in the very simple things. Yes. It's, it, it's not necessarily in something big, but it's in, in something simple. So, well, as we wrap up, Diana, what do you think we can give these moms as, as they're listening, you know, some practical takeaways as they've listened to what we've talked about as we've dialogued about these moms and, and, and the influence that they've had? What about the moms listening to us today right now who are, you know, hopefully inspired to be you know, the best mom that they can be to their kids. What would you, what parting words would you give to them? Practically speaking, I would say just take some time to reflect and to pray about where do I see myself? Where do I, how do I see myself as a mom? Um, am I, am I able to laugh or do I take myself seriously? Um, am I available? That's a huge question for us. Am I available or am I distracted as I'm mothering? Um, you know, kind of just, just to self-reflect and to pray. And this isn't a space of um, feeling guilt or shame, but it's just a place of, you know, courage to take some steps forward. And like, I want maybe there's some things I want to do different. Um, but I think too, um, I would love to encourage moms that you are the greatest influence. You are the greatest influence on, on your children in your home and at a time where that word influencer is so buzz, it is such a buzzword as, you know, it's used on social media platforms and we have influencers who are telling us, you know, how to wear our hair, what our home should look like, all the, what the books we should read, you know, they're, they're influencing us, um, that, that your child will be the most influenced by you, by you and your home and, um, the words you say and how you act that, in watching you um, read your Bible or pray or how you respond, you will have the greatest influence on them. And that should encourage us. That should encourage us that what we're doing, like you have this podcast, Mom Matters. What you're doing matters. It matters so, so much. And that you have the greatest influence on your kids, even if you don't see it. 
That's beautiful. And I think that's a great place to end right there. So Diana, thank you so much for joining me on our, our first podcast this season too. I just love talking with you about this really, really important topic. And I'm, I was just inspired by our conversation and I hope the moms listening are too. So moms, I just want to, to say to you that you are more important than you realize. And so keep at it, keep at it day in and day out because you are making a difference. So thanks everyone for turning in and I hope that you will join us next week as we dive into our series on identity. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Mom Matters because moms equipped with vision and skills create a life of influence, impact, and legacy.